Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Joined by no co-host today as I'm all by myself. Uh, we are going to do, we're about a quarter of a way through the regular season. I know that's absurd to even say, but it's the truth. We're 4-1 uh, and one, heading in to week six against the uh, NFC East rival Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. Game of the year um, so far. I'm sure there will be a bigger, better game coming up here as the season progresses but through six weeks this is uh the game of the year for the cowboys um if they win this one the eagles are five and oh right now cowboys are four and one um if they win this one cowboys will be five and one eagles will be five and one but the head-to-head matchup will have the cowboys in sole possession of first place of the nfc east which a couple months ago we probably would have laughed at that and said oh what what's that mean but with the Giants being four and one, you giving them their only loss, um, and the Eagles being five and zero, oh, it's a uh, it's not a bad little spot to be in, especially when you're missing your starting quarterback. You know, you got some guys on IR that you maybe expect to come back at some point. So things are things are pretty good in Cowboys land. Um, you know, I was talking on Twitter to some people today. We're gonna do a mailbag today, so I'm gonna answer some of you guys' questions. But it had a had a discussion with some people on Twitter. I think the, you know, things are good in Cowboys land might be a little optim too optimistic right now. I think this defense is elite. I think the special teams is elite. I think this offense is below average to bad, which your starting quarterback is out. You're got a rookie at left tackle. You know, there's a lot of reasons your offense isn't great, but I think that if you're if you're making the case that this offense is good or you're making the case that the Cowboys are winning because of their offense, their offensive strategy, I think you're lying to yourself and I think you're a homer. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I think that you look at all the metrics, you look at all the counting numbers, and it's flat out telling you that this offense isn't good. Um, and that's not – we're not killing the offense. We're not killing the team. We're just saying, hey, the offense isn't good. If this team wants to get where we think it's capable of getting, it has to get better. Um, it has to get a lot better because right now they're 25th in points per drive and 31st in drive success rate. So their drives are not good. 
And when your offensive drives are not ending in positive results, you're not going to be a good offense. And if you're not a good offense, it's going to be tough for you to beat good teams. Philadelphia Eagles are a good team. We'll get a test this week uh, to see if this offense philosophy and, and if this offensive game plan can play against a good team. Um, a good team that's got a good defense and a good offense that should, should, quote-unquote should, put some points on the board. Something the Rams haven't been able to do, something the Bengals weren't able to do, something the Giants and Commanders weren't able to do. So we're going to get our first test to see, hey, we're playing an offense that is having success, that is putting points on the board, which putting yards on the field. Can this offense keep up and outscore uh, an offense that's been good in Philadelphia. Um, it absolutely has. So I'm excited for this one because I think it's going to be a really good test of where this Cowboys team is. And I've, I said that against the Rams to a certain extent. Again, the Rams offense has just been stagnant all season. Matthew Stafford has not looked good. Their running game has been ugly. Um, so it's been a lot of – defensive performance with the K they, they've played the Cowboys game plan pretty much this whole year that Rams have. Um, and it's, again, they haven't played well because their defense hasn't been as good as the Cowboys and their offense has struggled. So we're going to get a good test this week. Um, but let's dive into these mailbags, be a little bit quicker episode today. Just wanted to get some of you guys' questions. Uh, first question is from Blake Abraham. At Blake underscore Abraham, he says, if you were to trade for one Carolina Panther, which trade would you try for? A, Matt Ioannidis for a 2023 sixth. God, I love this question. Great question, Blake. A, Matt Ioannidis for a 2023 sixth. B, Brian Burns for a 2023 first, plus extending him for five years, $110 million and $65 million guaranteed. C, DJ Moore for a 2023 first plus a 2024 third. Or D, Derek Brown for a 2023 second and a 2024 second. That is a great question, and that's why I wanted to start with it. Um, Man, I'm a big fan of making a strength a strength. I would love to have DJ Moore um, on this team. I think he's a ton of fun. But I think, based on your question, if DJ Moore is going to cost me a first and a 2024 third, I think I would lean with the Derek Brown for a 2023 second and a 2024 second. I think you could probably get him a little bit cheaper than that. Possibly, maybe it would just cost the one second coming up next year. Um, but that's the trade I would make. I think that, you know, your your defensive line as a whole has been a strength. Also, Digizua has been good. Neville Gallimore has been good. Quentin Bohan has been good when he's been healthy. Um, you've got some nice things from Tristan Hill. But that's one position that isn't super deep. And it's one that if you lose an Osa or you lose – you know, a Neville or you lose a Tristan Hill, there's no one to really save you. Um, where if you do have Demarcus Lawrence go down, Doran Armstrong's been playing great. Sam Williams has been looking really good. Dante Fowler's looked good. But there's not a ton of quality depth behind those starting two or three guys um, on that defensive tackle room. So Derek Brown, uh, a guy that I love coming out in Auburn, 
Um, he's can play the note. I mean, he fit in really nicely with the way uh, Dan Quinn likes to play this defense, being able to move his three techs and one techs around. Um, I think that that would make the most sense for me. I'd love Brian Burns, but again, it's going to cost you a ton of money. And realistically, I just don't know that – I don't know that – I know you said – you didn't say – mention realistic expectations at all, but I think that's probably the least realistic because of where they feel like, okay, Micah Parsons is our edge. We're going to be extending him coming up. DeMarcus Lawrence just agreed to a rework deal. He'll be here for the next couple of years. Dorrance Armstrong just signed a deal. Um, so they probably feel like they're they're good there for the next year or two. Um so I'd say Derek Brown. I think that one makes the most sense. Um, I think that that's the weakest, and it hasn't been weak by any means, but that's probably the weakest you're at. Um, you're, you're, you're really good at edge. You look good at linebacker. You're good at corner. Um, but for me, I would, I would absolutely think adding – I would absolutely think that adding a, uh, a higher-level defensive tackle would help this defense out a ton. Um, and let me, let me say that Blake did add DJ Moore has to go for more than his regular value because Carolina has to eat over half his contract if they did get rid of him. So that day two pick is added for that reason. Um, again, I'd love to have DJ Moore. I think that that would probably be my second answer. Uh, but I'm going to go with Derek Brown. Uh, Gary G MKE. I don't know if that's your last name or what, but Gary at Gary underscore G 1983. Does Deron Bland's play show that he is a likely starter next year? Um, it's a really good question um, because of Jordan Lewis. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is more than likely going to get a contract this off season. Um, I think he's going to fight for a contract this off season. And I think Dallas should absolutely give it to him. So that might mean that, one of Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown is no longer here. Um, I think Deron Bland, what he showed last week as a slot player, a week before last, excuse me, um, made you think that he can do that. He had a really good camp. He had a really good, uh, he had a really good preseason. He came in in his playing time. He's played really well. So I think that you have confidence that Deron Bland can be a starter at either nickel um, or outside corner. And I mean, again, there might be some. Uh, learning pains there. There might be some growth there, but I think you'd take that chance for sure with him. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
right, next question comes from at Slick C, the ruler. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she, so I'll say they asked, as of right now, what's the biggest draft need? Also, when do we need to start looking at rebuilding the Great Wall of Dallas, a.k.a. the offensive line, if you're new here? Um, draft need is a good question. I mean, right now it's, it's tough to not say – Man, there's so many ways. I mean, I think you're set at linebacker. You got Micah, you got Jabril Cox, you got Damone Clark, you got LVE who could still be back. You've got guys there. Um, I hate to be cliche here, but I just think you're looking at the best player. You could add a wide receiver. You could add another pass rusher. You could add a corner. You could add a offensive lineman, and that might be the second part to your next question is – do you look to, you know, left guard? That might be it. I know you just thought you drafted your left guard, but it sure seems like Tyler Smith is in the plans to be the left tackle of the future. Um, if he's going to be there, maybe you go out and look to find that, you know, interior offensive lineman, left guard to to come in and really solidify that left side. Maybe it's a center. Maybe you, Tyler Biotish has been what he has been in these, what is this, second third year you know he's he's this quality quality guy he's not a pro bowler he might not even be a top 16 center in the league but he's not going to kill you um you know he's he's a good player and that's what he is um but you might look up right there so center left guard um wide receiver i think that's still in question i mean if if this team isn't sold on Jalen tolbert um you know they might look to add a they might add look to add like they did with with CD Lamb when they had Amari Cooper um a couple of years ago when it was Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup they added CD Lamb maybe they look to do that so i mean <laughs> i'm not going to say this is the biggest draft need but i think a position that they're absolutely going to dabble in is running back cuz Zeke Elliott this is likely his last year and Tony Pollard's probably not going to be signed back here so Running back's a spot that they – hopefully they don't look at it in the first round, first you know, first two rounds, but that's a position that they're going to need to address in this draft. Um, and like you said, start rebuilding the, the offensive line. I, I think that process has already started. I think Tyler Smith's going to be the left tackle. I think he's been well above expectations but still has a lot of room to grow and a lot of things to improve on. But that starts that rebuild at left tackle. I mean, Zach Martin's going to be here for – until he doesn't play football anymore, which hopefully is the next four or five years. Um, I kicked him around a lot this offseason, but Terrence Steele has played well at right tackle outside of that week one performance. Um, so he seems to be a right tackle. I think you've got your your tackles locked up here for the next next few years. Terrence Steele might be a guy. Um, we're going to get to a question in a second, but might be a guy you look to to maybe hopefully get a cheap Yet, you know, good deal for him this offseason to maybe lock him up a little early. Um, you got Zach Martin. You're fine with Tyler Biotis, but you can upgrade that in the draft if you need to and the left guard. So left guard would be – I think left guard is my biggest draft need right now. And then that kind of – not saying completes the rebuild, but really puts you in a spot where you're 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 looking towards the future with Tyler Smith, the new left guard, Tyler Biotis. Zach Barton, and then Terrence Steele is the right tackle. Riley Rosenbush at Riley Rosenbush 
asks a question I just kind of alluded to is who are some impending free agents on the team that you would like to offer an extension to as of right now? Um, again, for me, you know, I, Terrence Steele, oh, oh, I think he's a free – I think he's a restricted free agent after this year. So he could – you know, he could be around um, on cheap. But, man, you see that he's improved. You see that he's gotten better. He's – you know, week one was a mess. And I think last year he was – he did not play to the standard that a lot of people thought he did. But um, I think he's one I'd look at. You know, obviously you got your – C.D. Lambs and your Trayvon Diggs, who guys who aren't free agents, but you might try to get ahead of that a little bit. Um, I mean, Tristan Hills played really good this year. Maybe you offer him something, you know, in that Tristan in the uh, in the Terrence Steele ballpark where it's a good deal for the team, but also a good deal for the player. Um, he showed a lot of good things as as a defensive tackle this year, um, and he's a free agent, so that that's another guy that I'd look at and try to try to maybe get ahead of. Um, but really, they don't – I mean, they don't have a ton of big-name free agents coming up. I mean, I think you're 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 hoping Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot take over as that tight end, one and two. Um, so, you know, Dalton Schultz is, is likely going to be somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, your Trayvon Diggs and your CeeDee Lambs are your, your two guys who aren't free agents, but they're going into year three, and that's when – you know, guys at the tops of their positions are are starting to look at holding out for for new deals. Um, so Terrence Steele and um, Terrence Steele and Tristan Hill are the two guys that I'd kind of point at and look at. You know, Malik Hooker signed a two year deal; he'll be here. J. Ron Curse signed a uh, long term extension, so he's around. Um, so for me, it would be those two guys: Terrence, Terrence Steele and Tristan Hill make the most sense for me, and then maybe getting ahead of the Trayvon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb extension. Oh, at HAKA702 says, do you think the Cowboys have solved the run game defense? Seems to have always been their Achilles heel, not big enough, et cetera. Seems like it will be relevant this week as we know they can rush the passer and cover. Good question. Um, I mean, for me, the the Rams haven't ran the ball well all year, so I don't think them shutting down the Rams running game says a ton. Um, But I also think that they looked good. I mean, they were dominant against the Rams' run defense. They they haven't – you know, Saquon busted a couple big runs on them, but they did a pretty good job of bottling him up for most of the game. And I think that if you're going to say what's the defense's Achilles heel, that's it, but – I mean, I feel pretty good about it moving forward. Um, this week will be a big test because we know that Philly likes to run the football um, with their quarterback and then getting, you know, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell involved in the running game. So this will be a big test for that run defense. Um, like I said, the, the, the edge, the edge rushers are just so good at, I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence is the best run defending edge in the NFL. Um the linebackers, I think, have done a pretty solid job this year flowing to the football and Anthony Barr and Clayton Vander Esch. Um, I think, you know, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of Jabril Cox getting involved in the defense. He still hasn't played on the defensive side of the ball much at all, been a special teams only guy, but I think that, that might be coming 
sooner rather than later. And then your defensive tackles have done a nice job. Quinn Bohanna, Tristan Hill, uh, Neville Gallimore, also Diggy Zuwa. Those guys are playing really good. Um, it's just, I mean, again, like anything, if, if teams commit to running the football or throwing the football, they're going to get a couple of explosive plays. And they, that's kind of what happened with Saquon against the Giants. And I mean, Washington didn't run it great. They didn't run it terrible either. So, I mean, there's, there's, like I said, they've, they've, they've done – the defensive side of the ball has just played out of their mind so far this year. So, um, like you said, if you had to say what's the defense's weakness, I think you could point to that. But that's just mainly because it's not it's not, not rushing the passer and it's not, not covering. So it's got to be that. But that's kind of almost out of just necessity. Um, but, no, I think the run defense is fine. Um, I'm not saying it's great. I think that if you you know if you face a team that's the Browns, the Browns run the ball really well with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They're creative. They got a really good offensive line. I think that you might see that commitment to it and that show up. But I mean, for me, it's it's not an issue yet. Um, yet. So I think that that's that's you know, an important aspect of playing in the playoffs is, is teams like the 49ers will commit to the run. Like some of these teams that will make the playoffs, they're going to want to run the football. They're going to want to control time of possession. And, um, you know, they're going to want to play it safe. So I think that they're fine for now, but if they can improve in that area, whether that's playing a guy like Jabril Cox or getting a Damone Clark, they can, they can maybe – be a little bit better than a guy like Anthony Barr, who I don't think has been bad, but I don't think he's been as good as he was in Minnesota at times. I think that's a move you can make, but it's by no means a major issue for me right now. Um, Yeah, that's, I think those are all the ones we got time for today. Let me see if there's any more that I missed before I get off of here that I can uh, answer real quick. I think that's all we had. We had six or seven questions. Uh, Mario asked a question, or he had said something on Twitter, but he said before the halfway point of the season, you can offer extensions to only two of the following players in a contract year, which ones and why. Now, we kind of went over this with a couple of guys, Anthony Brown, CJ Goodwin, Tristan Hill, Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard, Terrence Steele, and Donovan Wilson. Um, so for me, one would be Terrence Steele. I think you go ahead and get a, get ahead of that. And then the second one, Second one's interesting because I said Tristan Hill um, and his – I mean, as much as I love Tony Pollard, I just don't think paying the running backs is the smartest thing to do. So I'd say – I mean, Donovan Wilson's one that I did not think about, mainly just because J. Ron Curse is under contract, Malik Hooker's under contract. It's tough to see them paying three safeties. Um, if you could get them really, really cheap, I'd do that. Um, Anthony Brown's an interesting one. Um we kind of got talked about that with our Deron Bland question with, you know, with Trayvon Diggs still here, you know, maybe get a new contract. Um, maybe you look to move on from an Anthony Brown or a Jordan Lewis to slide Deron Bland into one of those roles and, and save that money. But Anthony Brown's been a good player. Um, I think Kelvin Joseph is your new CJ Goodwin. I don't think that was what your plans were when you were drafting him in the second round last year, but He's been really good on special teams, and and he can probably take over that role. So I'd say no to C.J. Goodwin. Um, I'd say possibly to Tristan Hill. I, I mean, Noah Brown's been been really good through these first five weeks, but I think you can find another Noah Brown. Um, 
think you hope that Jalen Tolbert kind of full fall, you know, forms into being the next Noah Brown and you save the money there. And Cooper Rush is an interesting one. Again, that's a guy that you don't even think about because he's the backup. But I mean, the way he's played and what he can do as a backup in a, you know, one game stretch, four game stretch, five game stretch. Again, I, I think I don't think you'd want Cooper Rush to be your starter for a full season, but He's what five and zero now as a starter, so it's hard to hard to leave him out of the discussion too. For me, it'd still be Terrence Steele and Tristan Hill, but I think then I'd go Anthony Brown, and then I'd go Cooper Rush, and then I'd go Donovan Wilson and CJ Goodwin. Um, like I said, I, I love Tony Pollard. I think he's a great running back, but I just don't think paying running backs is what you need to do. I think you can find another Tony Pollard. I think you can find another Ezekiel Elliott. So um, that'll be the one we close it out with. But yeah, I mean. We kind of answered Mario had a, you know, the question and then another, uh, we had another question that was along the same lines. I think that's a really good thing to think about in season. Uh, a lot of good teams pay their guys in the middle of the year because you can get them a little bit of a discount, get them a little bit cheaper. So I think that's something that, that they should absolutely think about, you know, getting ahead of with some of these guys. Um, but yeah, Sunday night will be a big one in Philadelphia to take sole possession of the lead of the NFC East. And like I said, a couple, couple weeks, a couple months ago, that was, that was kind of a laughing matter, but right now the NFC East is the best division in football with the Giants at four and one, the Cowboys at four and one, the Eagles at five and oh, nobody in that division can lose other other than the Carson Wentz led commanders, which they're a mess. So we'll be back next week to talk more football. We'll have another guest on as we continue our guest on the weekly show. Like I said, we want to kind of take a time to answer some of the, questions that we've been getting and I've been getting. So we wanted to come on here and answer those and and give everybody a shout out and get those answers. And for you guys, but next week we'll be back to uh, breaking down a, hopefully a victory against the Philadelphia Eagles and looking forward to the Detroit lions. I mean, a lot of people, I can't believe we didn't get a question about Dak Prescott. I don't think he's expected to play this week. I don't think he will play this week against the Eagles. I think they're probably eyeing him to return against the Lions. And if they can somehow win against Philadelphia, it wouldn't shock me if they hold him out against the Lions and really let him get through the bye week and just make sure he's absolutely 100% before he returns. But um, that's all the time we have for today. We are the Talk in the Star podcast, and we'll be back next week to talk about Cowboys. See you later.